0: Hello fellow Planeswalkers, and welcome to Into the Ether Vortex. My name's Ninja Boy, your guide into all the different ways you can enjoy Magic the Gathering and how they all come together into something wild, wacky, and a little bit magical. So ha- hope everyone is being well. Uh, the day this episode releases should be the pre-release of Kaldheim, uh, and the release on Magic Arena should have been yesterday. And speaking of Magic Arena, it actually just launched on, Mac- on Android mobile devices, um, time of writing I actually my phone actually isn't quite up to spec for the recommended chipset that uh Wizards recommends. I was able to get an APK on the phone and I actually have done a draft uh still in the middle of the queue there. Um definitely can see why does, that that's the recommended specs. I definitely uh have my machine chugging and, and somewhat stalling at times. I think I even lost the game uh due to my due to my phone freezing up. Uh so it is what it is. Um hopefully, you know, in the future they'll be able to to get that resolved and Uh, more compatible with lower chipset devices, or I get a new phone. Either way. Uh, In any case, a new set releasing means it's time for another round of figuring out what cards I want to add to my various decks, mostly EDH decks. Uh, Let's get to it then, shall we? Now, of all of my EDH decks, three stand out in particular as benefiting heavily from the themes present within Kaldheim. Uh, the first is my Depala Boros Dwarves and Vehicles deck. Uh, essentially, this deck originated back in Calades. Um, interestingly, you know, we have KAL... Uh, K-A-L is-D-Is, is, you know, K-A-L, uh, beginning for, for both sets with dwarves and then. Uh, but in any case, uh, you know, essentially here I was just taking, you know, essentially a red-white draft deck, um, put in every vehicle I could from the deck, from the from the set, as well as every dwarf I could find. Uh, there have been a couple other dwarves added since then, um, which I've kind of added on here. Uh, dwarf being a tribally supported deck, uh, Uh, tribe in this set for limited as well as a number of vehicles here um, basically mean that this deck is getting a lot of updates i'm not going to talk too much about like what's getting removed from the deck but just kind of like what's interesting so looking at the set there are 17 cards that have dwarf either as a type or they care about dwarves um Obviously, not all of them are going to make it in, but in general, when I'm upgrading my decks, I think I'm going to want to focus on getting as high a power, um, since that's what's relevant for crewing decks, um, for as low a CMC as possible, because this tends to be a very fast aggro type deck. Um, You know, so some examples that stand out, for example, uh, you know, Breakneck Berserker is three and a two for a hasty. two in a red, sorry, for a hasty 3-2, so that's like three mana for three power. Um, you know, that would probably not be as desirable um, as, you know, something that, that has three power for only uh, two, two, two CMC, like in other sets um, that we've had. Um, so not too many actually interesting uh, dwarves at common or uncommon. Um, there are also, you know, some uh, other cards at, at higher rarities so that are particularly interesting. Um, we have a legendary... Uh, dwarf in magda brazen outlaw one in the red for a legendary dwarf berserker other dwarves get plus one plus O oh, uh, again helping the power uh, whenever a dwarf becomes tapped create a treasure token so you know i want to be tapping my dwarves down to crew vehicles um and so you know and then ramping in boros is always appreciated um, and then i can sacrifice five to search for an artifact for a dragon or an artifact, put it onto the battlefield itself in my library, and Magda herself is a 2-1. That last ability, um, no dragons in the deck, um, but I think she could be particularly interesting uh, for you know, searching on some of the higher CMC or the you know, more relevant vehicles um, that I want to have in play. Um, there's another uh, legendary. Uh, there's another legendary dwarf at uncommon. Coral the Forge Master uh, for red and white. He's a legendary dwarf warrior. Whenever another non-token creature I control dies, if it was enchanted or equipped, return it to my hand. And creature tokens I control that are enchanted or equipped get plus one plus one. And he's a two two. So. This needs a lot that I don't think I'm actually doing in the deck. Um, first, he needs either enchanted or equipped. Um, I believe I only have a couple of enchantments that are affecting vehicles, um, but at the Lord effect only effect applies to creature tokens, so you know, not not particularly relevant there. Um, so Cole might go in just because he's a legendary dwarf, um, because I tend to try to include as many legendaries as possible. But other than that, I don't think I'm going to be trying to build around him. Um, there's some other, you know. Uh, 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 cards as well that that seems to synergize well with just the dwarf tribal theme in general Uh, reckless crew for three in red uh, is a sorcery create x2 one red dwarf berserker creature tokens x is the number of vehicles i control plus the number of equipment equipment's usually not relevant so usually just the number of vehicles Um, and then you know for each of those tokens i may attach an equipment i control to it again not super relevant mostly this is making a lot of dwarves out of nowhere especially if i have a lot of vehicles um, you know, armed and armored. So this is actually not in the booster packs. This is from the theme packs. Uh, is a instant for one and a white uh, vehicles I control become artifact creatures until end of turn. Choose a dwarf I control. Attach any number of equipment I control to it. Again, equipment clause not so relevant. Um, but you know, being able to turn on. All of my vehicles for only 2 mana uh, is a pretty good deal. I believe Start Your Engines, which is already in the deck, is 4 mana in red. Um, and, you know, I, I did say those have a lot of equipment that are relevant to dwarves, but there's one exception I think I might add in. Uh, Bearded Axe, which is 2 and a red uh, for an artifact equipment. Um, equipped Creature gets plus 1, plus 1 for each dwarf, equipment, and or vehicle I control. Uh, equipped 2. So this basically can just go super tall uh, as I go wider with the number of dwarves and vehicles I have. Um, so, you know, speaking of vehicles, you know, there are a couple of vehicles in the set and, and vehicle matters cards. Um, the one that's most uh, amusing is giant ox. So it's not a dwarf, right? For, so for one in a white, it's an ox. Um, and whenever it crews creatures, it can use a toughness rather than its power. So it's an 0 So itself can't do any damage, right? But six toughness can basically crew pretty much anything. I'm not going to try to increase the, you know, average crew, uh, cost of my of my vehicles just because um you know if I don't get Giant Ox one in a hundred cards it's not going to be super able to do so and you know it, it, he's going to miss any tutors I have that are, are looking for specifically for dwarves so you know it's still I think it's fi- kind of fun to put him in there especially with the next one Colossal Plow so for two mana it's a vehicle that has a 60 when it's a creature whenever the attacks add three white mana and I gain three life and until the end of the turn that mana doesn't uh, I don't lose mana as steps and phases, and uh, and again crew six. So this is paired perfectly with giant ox. Otherwise, colossal plow uh, takes take a bit of work, but you know if I have a couple or even or three um, you know dwarves out there and be able to ramp a little bit, which is again hard to do in Boros colors. Um, this could you know potentially be pretty pretty interesting and just amusing, I think, just to pair with the ox. Um, Another one is funeral longboat for two mana. Um, it's a vehicle that's a three-three, um, and it has vigilance and crew one. So you know, pretty pretty over. Uh, as with most vehicles, high higher costed stats. Um, and then you know the other ma- and the, another vehicle is Raiders Carve for three mana. Whenever the attacks, look at the top card of my library. If it's a land, put it onto the battlefield tapped. Again, more ramp with my vehicles for crew three um, on a four-four for three mana. So. You know, I think one thing I'm going to have to figure out is whether or not I actually want to include boats uh, in this deck. I think, I guess, I do have a couple of boats already—bow uh, bards or or whatever it was. Um, so I think you know, potentially I could, especially since they're you know not. Pi- I didn't include the pirate sips from uh, Ixalan in the deck. Um, but I think, you know, these are dwarvy enough to, to fit in. Um, and the last vehicle is Gilded Assault Card for one red and red. It's a vehicle with Trample, crew two, uh, sacrifice two treasures and return it from my graveyard to my hand. And it's a five one. So, you know, I think this one, not sure so if it'll make the cut, but, uh, you know, because I think treasures, I don't think I have a ton of treasure generators in the deck, um, and so, as a result, you know this might not make the cut to make a bit. They make use of the um, of the recurring ability. I think just a five, uh, essentially a lightning ball, you know, vehicle, not quite as good. Uh, so we'll see if this one makes the cut. Um, though it would be very flavorful, especially if I get seven dwarves. Um, all right, the next set, the next deck that comes in is my snow tribal deck. So. Uh, you know, this was, I I have had a snow tribal deck. It's five colors, led by Golos, um, because you know Golos lets me search for whatever snow-covered land I happen to be missing. Um, probably gonna stay as the commander because of that. But uh, it's um, you know this is mostly filled with the modern. Again, I I usually have modern frame uh, cards. So I don't have any of the older snow cards, but the modern frame cards um, that uh, are all snow types, both from Modern Horizons and from cold snap um so you know a lot of these are honestly somewhat of draft chaff so again this is going to be a deck where i need to figure out you know which draft commons and uncommons i'm going to be taking out for the higher more relevant cards here um so within kalheim there are 46 snow cards 17 of which are lands um so you know all the snow lands uh and you know five of those are the basic lands um, which I don't think I'm going to be changing out the art for, for these, the snow lands just because I really enjoy the full art, uh, snow, um, lands within, uh, uh from modern horizons. Um, the ones that would make it in, you know, would be the 10 dual tap lands that, you know, you could fetch up, um. You know, just to get more, you know, being able to have a better variety of sources, of, of colors, um, and you know, as well as Simmer, Veil, Simmer Drift Veil, um, which enters the battlefield tapped, but can be essentially any uh, color of snow mana. Um, and then also Faceless uh, Haven, which is a snow land that can essentially a uh, man land uh, to become a 4 3 creature with vigilance um, until end of turn. So aside from those, you know, there are a number of snow cards. Um, I'll just go through the ones that I think stood out most interesting to me. Um, not all you know, obviously not all 46 aside from the Lance. Um, So I guess that's, what, 17... uh twenty-nine snow cards. So, you know, Search for Glory, Two in the White, uh Snow Sorcery. It's a tutor for a snow permanent, legendary card or a saga. In this case, you know, just a uh, just a snow permanent. Um or I guess legendary. Um but again everything in my deck is pretty much a, a snow card. Um and put it into the hand and then gain life for each snowman as pentacastas, so up to three life. Uh so you know, pretty straightforward. Um honestly I don't like playing with tutors so much. So I don't know if this one's gonna make the cut. Um, Though I guess the toolbox card couldn't hurt um, ascendant Spirit is for a single blue mana, Snow Creature Spirit, um, it's a 1-1 one, one to start, but if you pay two snow mana, it becomes a Spirit Warrior, with that's power and toughness 2-3. If I pay three snow mana, if it's a warrior, um, I put a flying counter on it, and it becomes a Spirit Warrior Angel with base power and toughness 4-4. Four, four. And if I pay four snow mana, uh, and it's an angel, I put two plus one plus one counters on it, so you know, if it was an angel, if it was a 4-4 four, four before, it becomes a 6-6. Six, six. And it gains whenever a creature, it deals damage to a player, draw a card, um, which, you know, you can actually activate this ability multiple times, so if it hits and I have activated like three times, I draw three cards. Um, pretty nice, uh, very expensive investment, but it's, especially if I can get it out on turn one, this, you know, could <laughs> snowball pretty easily. Um, let's see. Let's see there's Graven Lore, three and um, three blue blue for a snow instant. Scry X where X is the number of snow mana set to catch a spell, so up to five, and then draw three cards. Um, you know, draw I'll I'll see if I need more draw spells in the deck. Uh, you know, I like Ice Spine Pillar for two and a blue for a snow artifact. Play a single blue mana uh, trapped artifact. Tap target artifact or creature, pretty much an icy manipulator, which is very on theme. Um, We have Icebreaker Kraken for 10 blue and a blue, snow creature Kraken. It costs one less for each snow land I control, which means at the earliest I can cast this on turn 6, because 12 mana discounted by 6 lands um, means it's uh, 4 blue and a blue. Though in later turns, you know, if I have 10 snow lands out, this is only 2 blue mana. it enters the battlefield, artifacts and creatures target opponent controls don't untap during their next untap step, and I can return three snowlands, which again all my lands are snow in my deck. Uh, I control to my hand to return it to the to return to my hand, essentially making it untargetable. Um, so pretty resilient threat. Um, we got Blood on the Snow, 4 blue in the blue, Snow Sorcery, choose one, destroy all creatures or destroy all Planeswalkers, um, and then I can return a creature or Planeswalker from my, with converted mana cost x or less from my from my graveyard to the battlefield where x is the amount of, of snow mana spent to cast the spell, so I can essentially return up to a 6 cmc creature from the graveyard after wiping the board. Um, pretty pretty good, um, but I think uh, you know, the other board wipe, I forget which one that in black that we have, um, is a little bit better than this since that's a more one-sided wipe. Um, let's say we have Draconic Necromancer, three in the black. If a non-token creature, uh, it's a Zombie Cleric for four, four snow creature. If a non-token creature on the opponent controls would die, I exile that card with an Ice counter on it, extend, and I may cast spells uh, from among cards in exile that have Ice counters. So essentially, I can you know steal whatever is died um, and spend mana from snow sources, basically all of my lands, as though a mana of any color to cast those spells. Um, so you know that's that's a pretty nice ability. Um, let's see. We have Priest of the Haunted Edge. This is a common one in the black. Zero four snow, zombie snow cleric. But I can sack it and target creature gets minus X minus X until end of turn. Where X is the number of snowlands I control. Only do this during sorcery speed. Um, I mean, as everything's if everything's a, if everything's a uh, snow, this is basically just like a uh, essentially a nice political tool to have on board. It's like, hey, you mess with this, I'm gonna take out. Or mess with me, I'm gonna take out your biggest thing. Uh, Tundra Fumeral, one red and a red, deals four damage to target creature of Planeswalker, which is sorcery speed. Um, I can add three mana of, of uh, three, essentially add three, uh, or add a mana for each snow, again, three mana in this case, um, spent to cast a spell, until I don't lose this mana as phases and steps. And so essentially this could be a free um, four damage spell, depending on what else I have in hand. Uh, Blessing of Frost, snow sorcery, three in the blue, green, distribute X, 1 1 counters among creatures I control were actually extra number of uh, g- snow mana spent to cast a spell, and I draw a card for each creature I control with power 4 or a greater. So if I can, you know, get up to 4 plus 1 plus 1 counters for 4 mana, that's pretty good. This a draw, green mana, choose uh, target creature I control and target creature I don't control. If I control 3 or more snow permanents, all my lands, uh, the creature you control gets plus 1 and plus 0 and indestructible until end of turn, and then they fight. Um, so big creatures are able to get rid of stuff. Boreal Outrider is super nice. two in the two the green snow creature elf warrior for 3 2 whenever I cast a creature spell if snow mana all my spell all my lands, of any of that spell's colors were spent to cast it that creature enters battle the battlefield with additional plus one plus one counter. So basically it's a snow lord um let's see we also have Jorn, god of winter who is one of the gods of kaldheim more on them in a little bit uh two and the green for a legendary snow creature god he's a three three um whenever Jorn attacks untap each snow permanent i control so being able to untap all my lands uh after you know as on combat is pretty nice uh on the flip side he's a modal double-faced card i have caldering the rhyme staff one blue and black for a legendary snow artifact i may play target snow permanent from my Graveyard this turn, if I do it, and ends the battlefield tap, so able to recur whatever I want from my graveyard is pretty nice every turn. Uh, Sculptor of Winter, pretty uh, elf rogue, one in the green, it's snow, uh, it's a 2-2, and I can tap it to untap target snowland. Um, I believe there's something like, or, or essentially, it's, it's, it's snow ramp, basically, which is pretty nice. Um, we have uh, Spirit of Aldegard, three in the blue, three in the green, legend, uh, not legendary. Uh, sorry, snow creature bear spirit. It's an O4. Uh, whenever it enters the battlefield, search my land for, library for snow land. Put it into my hand, uh, and, and, and of my library, and it gets plus one, plus zero for each other snow permanent I control, so this becomes, you know, unreasonably big in my deck, uh, Morrit of Frost as two green, blue, blue, legendary snow creature shapeshifter with chainsling, it's an OO, and essentially it enters the battlefield as a legendary snow copy, uh, of whatever, um, creature I, um, Creature I control uh, with additional plus one, two plus one, plus one counters on it. Um, So, you know, able to clone the best effect. That's not legendary. Uh, We have Narfi, Betrayer King, uh, three blue and black. Legendary snow creature, zombie wizard. Other snow creatures and zombie creatures I control get plus one, plus one. Nice lord effect. And then for three snow mana, I can return him from the graveyard to my battlefield tapped. Uh, So able to recur no matter what. Um, And he's a four and four, three. Um, we also have Savela Ice Saper, 1 gre- red and green, Legendary Snow Creature Troll Warrior. Um, for 3 mana, I can tap it to create a colorless snow artifact called Icy Manolith, which, as you would expect, uh, taps to create 1 mana of any color. Um, and then for 6, red and green, I can look at, and tapping it, I can look at the top 4 cards of my library and cast a spell from them without paying my mana cost um, and put the rest on the bottom of the library in a random order, um, like a mini Golos effect, basically, um, and he's a 2-4. And then finally, uh, we have Replicating Ring, which is a snow artifact for three mana, essentially another icy manalith uh, tab, add more mana of any color, but at the beginning of my upkeep, I put a uh, night counter on it, and if it has eight or more night counters, remove all of them, and then uh, create eight uh, colorless snow artifact creatures named Replicated Ring with one mana of any color, so a very long over time uh, ramp spell, uh, explosive ramp. Um, I, I'm not quite sure what I would do with all that mana, you know, eight turns later, but, you know, we'll see what we can do with that. So that's you know the stuff that's interesting to me for the snow deck. Um, finally, as we to with with Jorn, there is the God Tribal deck. Um, now the God Tribals, the God deck cards from uh, Kaldheim, a little bit different. Um, you know if you've been paying attention, they're all double double faced cards. Um, and unlike normal gods, they don't have built in protection or recursion or whatever. So not indestructible, right? It's a little bit different. Um, that being said, you know in my God Tribal. deck, like I currently have I am probably going to include uh 11 of the 12 uh as I mentioned Joran doesn't really fit into the god deck because I don't have any other snow permanents so none of his abilities are particularly relevant um and you know I think it'd be you know an, an easy one to replace would be perhaps swapping in all uh the 10 10 gods so Halvor, Vedan, Alvin, Cosmia, Egon, Tegrid, Valky, Burgi, Toralf, uh and the Kovori um, in for, you know, perhaps, um, perhaps the Omens uh, and, you know, some 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 of the intentments I kind of have in there as filler that represent, like, worshipping the gods. These would kind of, like, fill in there. I'm not going to read all uh, 10 gods that I'm including in there. However, I do want to highlight uh, Eskia, God of the Tree. Um, so I think Eskia might replace Sisei as my commander. Um, So Eskia, God of the Tree, uh, is a one green-green legendary creature god with Vigilance, add one mana of any color and other legendary creatures creatures in my deck. Uh, control, have gained vigilance, and add one mana of any color. Um, not going to affect the Theros gods if they're not actually creatures yet, but still, pretty nice to have. Um, on the flip side, see is the Prismatic Bridge, which costs Wooburg, so five mana of one of each color. Legendary enchantment at the beginning of my upkeep, reveal a card from the top of my library until I reveal a creature or Planeswalker, put it onto the battlefield, and the rest on the bottom of my library in any order. Basically, see Cascades every turn, um, but uh, more importantly, giving her the five CMC, um the five CMC, uh, the five color color identity uh, to actually have a god at the head of the god tribal deck. Um, now, one interesting thing, interestingly, I'm not going to be including Tyrite Sanctum, um, which is a land that basically can gra- can make a god indestructible. Um, again, relevant to these gods here because, you know, in limited, these aren't indestructible. Um, but since, you know, most of the gods have some form of recursion or some kind of, um, indestructible built-in, um, not quite as relevant and not worth ruining my mana base uh, for that. So those are the three decks that are definitely going to get, you know, major overhauls from Kaldheim. Those are some other decks that have some smaller updates. Um, so let's see, we have my my pirate tr- uh, treasure deck led by um, Captain Beckett Brass. Still need to make the updates from Commander Legends. Um, now, you know, there are no pirates in this, in the deck, but um, as we alluded to in the Dwarf, like, there are a number of uh, treasure synergies. Now, with treasures becoming more deciduous and appearing pretty much every set at this point, um, I need to be a little bit more selective about how I'm going to flavorfully include treasure cards. Um, I don't want to include, so for example, Goldspan, Dragon, 3, Red, Red, Flying Haze, whenever it attacks um, or becomes a target of a spell, create a treasure token, it's a 4-4, four, four, and treasures I control have tapped, sacrifice this creature, basically doubling the mana output of my treasures. Um, I could put that in, but I don't think I'm going to just because it doesn't really fit the pirate flavor of the deck. Um, Now, if I do end up making maybe a mono-red dragon deck, I could maybe put in all of the mono-red treasure cards, which I think tends to be where they tend to be most... Most mostly focused, um, you know, with Magda for example. Um, some cards that maybe might fit in. Otherwise, you know, there's there's is the spoils, which is essentially you know two in the red to discard a card and draw two cards and create a treasure. Uh, smashing success, three in the red to destroy a target artifact or land, and if, it is, if an artifact is destroyed, create a treasure. Um, a gold vein pick, you know, an artifact for two mana and one equip. It creature gets plus one plus one, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token. I mean, those are all things I could do, um, which I'm not entirely sure if they're going to make the cut. Uh, let's see. We also, ha- next up, we have my. Uh, a Cat Tribal Deck um, with Arabo as the commander and then Kahira as the companion. Meaning all the cards, uh, all the creatures in my deck need to be, you know, those particular creature types, you know, specifically cat in this case. Um, there is one card, Eschew's Chariot, which is a legendary artifact vehicle. Whenever Eschew's Chariots enter the battlefield, create two, two, two green cat creature tokens. Makes cats. And whenever the attacks create a token I control of target creature, to- target token I control, so essentially I can make Another copy of a of a token, meaning you know more cats. Um, crew four and the four four. I mean the art with you know cats in it. Uh, how can I not include it? Um, there's only one Vampire in the set, which is going into my Edgar Markov Mardu Vampire deck. Um, it's Emmerstrom Predator, two black and red for a Vampire Dragon. Um, for fly- With flying, uh, whenever it becomes tapped, exile up to one target card from a graveyard and you put a plus one, plus one counter on it, and I can sacrifice another creature, probably one of my one-one Vampire Dorks, um, and it gains Indestructible until end of turn and tapped for on a three-three drag- Vampire Dragon. Um, pretty nice. Um to put in there um let's see another deck that always gets updates every set is my uh is my nazeela warrior five color warrior deck Um, in this case there were 24 warriors from kaldheim now, there are a number of uh, Elf Warriors, or cards that care about Elf Warriors, um, in here that I'm actually not going to be talking about because I am planning an Elf deck, uh, which may actually impact my composition of my Najeela Warrior deck and make it easier since there's always so many cards there um, to include, but uh, in any case, some relevant cards from Kaldheim to include. Uh, we have Hero of Vredegard, um, which is from the Kaldheim Precon decks, two and a white for a 1-1, Human Warrior, whenever. I exile one or more cards from my hand and or permits from the battlefield, Um, I can put that many plus one plus one counters on Hero of Bredegard. As long as it has five or more, it becomes flying and an angel. And as long as it has ten or more, it has Indestructible and is a god. Um, So we'll see if I have enough exile effects. I think I should. Um, Let's see. We also have... Finn the Fangbearer, um, who is uh, a legendary creature human warrior for 1 in the green. onto to 1-3 with Death Touch. And whenever a creature I control with Death Touch deals combat damage to a player, that player gets two poison counters. Um, I have not see how many Death Touch creatures I have in the deck, but I'm still going to include them because that's pretty sweet to just kind of have out of nowhere. Um, we have Madza Redegard Protector, um, who is a... Uh, 2 gr- green, white, white for a human warrior. Legendary creature. Other creatures, I can get plus and plus 1. Nice on the go white deck. Uh, whenever land enters the battlefield armor control, create a 1-1 one, one human warrior creature token. Ends at 2-3. Again, pretty nice to be able to go white as well for, for playing lands. Um, we also have Sigrid. Um, who uh, Sigrid God favored. Um, 1 white, white. Legendary creature. Human warrior. flash, First strike. Protection from god creatures. Um, whenever uh, Sigrid god godfavorite enters the battlefield, exile up to one target attacking or blocking creature until it leaves the battlefield. Um, and, you know, there are a number of others as well. You know, we have Whisper and Marshal, who's one of the mythics here. One white... White, uh, flying whenever it enters the battlefield or dies, exile another creature from the battlefield. Whenever I do put a plus one plus one counter on each creature I control, that's a Marshal, shares a creature type with the exiled card. So, you know, I have a lot of warriors dying. If a warrior dies, um, you know, and it comes in, I can get a plus one plus one counter across the board on everything uh basically um and then we also have uh, old growth troll uh for green 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 is a troll warrior um whenever it dies it was a creature return to the battlefield um it's an aura enchantment that enchant forest and enchant forest gets you know uh add a green green and one and sacrifice land create a four four green troll warrior creature token with trample um it's a four four so you know pretty recurring um recurring thing though i guess maybe not having uh a lot of force might make this one a little bit more tricky to play as well. Um, so we'll have to see if, if that one makes the cut. Um, again, there's a number of commons and uncommons as well. Nothing that particularly stands out for, for what I want to do. It's already a pretty uh, packed list as is uh for my yuriko tribal deck there are a number of uh you know cards in the mirror that that seem particularly interesting again here i'm focused mostly on uh low cost one or two drop unblockable creatures um and then in addition you know spells that cost a lot that can be caught cast for cheap uh later on um for some discount so you know we have for example alvin's epiphany um sorcery creates two one one bird uh blue bird creature tokens with flying goes well with the ninjas that Need evasion um, and I take an extra turn after this one and excel the epiphany. Um, so, seven mana is a lot that, that that's a nice hit off of uh um, but I can also foretell it for blue, blue meaning I can play two mana um, to kind of put it on layaway. And yeah, the total cost will end up being a little bit more, but I think that, you know being able to just kind of have it there if I happen to have the extra mana um, later on, it's nice to do, otherwise, it's like a nice hit to have. Um, let's see, we also have Reflections of Lijara. Um, which is uh, the uh, Bundle FOMO, um, which I'm not sure I'm getting a Bundle, um, because I'm not entirely sure about this one, but for 4 and a blue, it's an enchantment, and when I enter the battlefield, choose a creature type. Whenever I cast a spell of the chosen type, copy that spell. So obviously, in a tribal deck, this one would go pretty pretty nicely. Um, I'm not sure this works with ninjas specifically, because ninjas, I'm activating an ability. I'm not actually casting the ninja. Hard, I hard cast it. So this might actually be a bit of a non-bow with ninjas. However, what does work, I think, um, is Mask with Nexus. Uh, Mask with Nexus uh, is a 4-mana artifact um, that whenever creatures I, control, creatures I control are every creature type, and the same is true for creature spells I control and creature cards I own that aren't on the battlefield. Um, the first part is the most important. turns everything into a ninja, um, which helps Yuriko proc even more with all of the unblockable creatures I have. I don't even need to ninjutsu out. Um, and you know on top of that i can pay a few mana to create a 2/2 blue shapeshifter creature uh, creature token with change uh, next up, we have a Simic uh, Sea Monsters deck led by Um I'm not going to be including Icebreaker Kraken as I noted because I don't want to have to change all my lands for Snowlands just for this one card. However, you know there is a potential other commander in there. Don't think I'm going to actually switch them out, but it'd be nice to maybe like randomly switch them out potentially for like a random game. Coma uh, Cosmos Serpent, uh, three green, green, blue, blue, legendary creature, serpent. Uh, spell can't be countered at the beginning of my upkeep. Create a three-three blue serpent creature token named. Koma Coil, I can sacrifice another Serpent and either tap a target permanent and remove its activated abilities until end of turn, um, or a Coma can gain indestructible until end of turn, and it's a 6-6. So this kid just goes into 99, or if I really want to swap it out for a lower-powered game compared to Ericsson's Ace. So that's all the cu- decks I currently have um, that are going to be getting updates. I think not every deck will get an update. Um, the ones that haven't aren't getting updates are my Thopters and Assembly Workers Greenless deck uh, led by Breya, uh, my N- Naya Dinos deck, um, my. Uh My Castia Bant Enchantment Creatures deck, uh, my Kumena uh, Simic Merfolk deck, my Omnath Hydra deck uh, in red green, um, my Dragon Cycle deck with Ramos, um, or my Teemur Atarka deck um, led by Sorak. Though, interestingly, I think the Viking aesthetic does fit really well with what Teemur and Atarka is. Edward Tima is doing, um, especially you know, with like the mysticism and, and some of the foretelling stuff. It it feels very on brand, but unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to include it because this one's pretty sweet. It has to be, actually be something out of Kalbha- uh, out of um, out of Tarkia specifically for those tribes. All right, finally, we are carving to the decks that I haven't quite built yet. Um, but the set is giving me new ideas for decks, um, or maybe decks I actually haven't uh, I've already thought about, but haven't yet come together in paper. Uh, last episode I did like this was for Commander Legends um and I talked about maybe building a black green elf deck. Well, the pre- one of the pre-cons here uh, is another black green uh, elf deck um and in this in black green is a supported archetype at limited. So there are 23 elf matter cards uh in the set um in in the paper in in the booster specifically as well as the theme decks. Um not going to go through all of them but you know some of the relevant ones um you know, we have uh, Tivor Kel, who's the new Planeswalker. Um, two green-green elves I can full get add black mana. Um, and I can put a plus one, plus one counter on up to two target elves. I'll uh, put one target elf, untap it, and give it that Touch until end of turn. I can put zero for just make a 1-1 one, one elf warrior creature token. Or I can minus six to whenever I cast an elf, it gains haste until end of turn, and I draw two cards, um, which with his other ability to, you know, grant... Uh, Mana, everyone can make mana, can just easily snowball out of and then play my entire deck. Um, let's see, we have Harald, King of Skemphar, one green, black, legendary elf, elf warrior with menace, um, uncommon, you know, not, not super powerful, but when it enters the battlefield, look at the top five cards, reveal an elf, uh, warrior or Tyvar among them, put it into my hand, and put the rest on the bottom of my library in a random order. Uh, we have Elder Hall, which is a land, uh, taps for green, or I can play two black, black, green, and sack it to up to two target creatures I don't control, get minus two, minus two, and then make Two one one green elf creature tokens. Um, Harold unites the elves. Which is a uh, rare saga two green black. A first chapter: mill three cards. Put an elf or tyvar from my graveyard onto the battlefield. Uh, two chapter two: put a plus one plus one counter on each elf. And in chapter three, whenever an elf I control attacks, target creature on opponent control gets minus one minus one until end of turn. Pretty devastating with a pretty wide board. Um, in the you know theme boosters we have Canony Tactician, uh, th- uh, 4 mana, you know 3 in the green, 3-3, three, three. other elves get plus one plus one and it taps for 3 mana. Uh, we have Elderfang Ritualist, whenever it dies return target elf from my graveyard to my hand. Uh, 2 in the black on a 3-1, uh, Thor Mantle a 4 in the black on a 4-3, elf rogue, whenever it enters the battlefield I either remove x counters from target permanent where x is the number of elves I control or uh, target creature and opponent controls gets minus minus x where x is the number of elves I control. Uh, and then finally, Elven Ambus, three in the blue, three in the green, uh, create a one-one green Elf Creature Warrior token for each Elf I control, so essentially doubling the number of Elves I have on the field. Um, in addition, we also have the again the Commander Precons. Uh, the new cards from there. Um, we have the legendary face card Lathril, Blade of the Elves, two black and green. Elf Noble Menace uh, on a two-three body. Whenever it uh, deals common damage to a player and uh, with menace, um, you know, create that many one-one green Elf war creature tokens. And I can tap up to t- tap ten untapped Elves I control and Lathril, um, and each opponent loses ten life, and I gain ten life. Um, pretty powerful there. Um, and then a lot of the specific cards, you know, Pack the Serpent, one black black for sorcery. Choose a creature type, target player draws X cards and loses X life, or X is the number of creatures of that type I control. Do, deal myself a bunch of damage and draw a bunch of cards. Pretty nice. Uh, ruthless Renewaler, three black black. Elf Rogue, four four. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, they sack a non elf creature. Uh, Serpent's Souljar, Jar, two in a black for an artifact whenever Elf I control dies. I exile it and I can play two life to until end of turn, cast a creature spell from among cards that it's that been exiled by Serpent Souljar. Jar. Uh, Bounty of Scamphar two in the green a sorcery, reveal the top card, six cards of my library, put a land card from among them onto the battlefield tapped and an elf card from among them onto the battlefield tapped um, and put the rest on the bottom of the library in a, in a random order. Uh, Crown of Scamphar, two green green. Uh, enchantment Aura, Enchant Creature, that that creature gets plus one plus one for each elf I control and gets, gets reached, um, put it on a Trampling Board, that, that's going to be pretty nice, um, I can also play two in the green to return it from the graveyard to my hand, uh, Wolverine Raiders, or Riders, four, green, green, elf warrior at the beginning of each upkeep, create a one one green elf or creature token, whenever an elf enters the battlefield, uh, I gain life equal to its toughness on a four four. And finally, Elderfang Venom, two black, green, enchantment. Attacking elves I have get death touch. Um, and whenever I elf I control dies, each opponent loses one life and I gain and I gain one life. Um, so you know swing in, either block, uh, and de- and whatever blocks dies to the death touch, or and and, and and if they do block it, you know, then I lose one, gain one, or they can just take the damage. Their choice. Um, you know, there's Hate There's hate Bear Angels, um, which I was thinking of being like, you know, a, a white deck, maybe a white-red deck. I'm now being pushed into Mardu because of the uh, 21 related angel cards in the color, uh, specifically a lot of the black ones. Um, again, I'm not going to go through everyone or even all of the details of where I do go, but, you know, Eradicated Valkyrie is a, you know, the, the mythic, uh, angel berserker um with boast uh, a judge of valor the uncommon orozov uh legendary that's an angel cleric um fierce retribution which is the rare saga that creates uh angels and turns them into a one-sided wrath and gives them double strike afterwards hello yes um great hall of starnheim is the land that can um you know create a uh, um you know create a an angel if i sacrifice one especially one of my hate bills from early on in the game um You know, Glorious Protector, um, you you know, um, basically you can... Can, can bring it in and, and protect some of the non-angel stuff from being uh targeted um rampage of the valkyries um which is a uh enchantment from the theme boosters um you know create uh angels and whenever angel con- di- control dies the other players uh sacrifice creatures you know but uh, the mythics you know what's uh, has which i already talked about stornheim unleashed um which makes you know essentially build your own um uh, and treat the angels um righteous valkyrie um, which gains a bunch of life um, whenever the angel or the cleric enters the battlefield. Um, yeah, just a lot of different nice new toys to play with, uh, pushing me into Mardu. Uh, next up, we have Saga Tribal, not yet built out yet. However, I noticed now that there are 44 sagas, um, you know, in magics, um, you know, 24, 20 from this set uh 24 from pri- previous sets. So, between all of those um you know, given I build decks, you know, along a formula either 64 36 or sixty-forty, um I think this is one where I can probably put together a deck um you know, if I do 6040, add, you know, another 15 creatures or or something and and one uh legendary creature five colors to play all the sagas. Yeah, you know, not going to be a super great deck, but you know, one thing that seems interesting is that there are a lot of sagas that are very tribal specific effect. So if I have changelings and maybe more fawn as the commander, this one could actually uh, play well together. So we'll see. Um, this is what I'll have to play around with, but it'd be a nice way to kind of sew off all of the saga cards I have in my binary right now. Um, we also have Farmer Tribal, which was inspired by the aforementioned Giant Ox and Colossal Plow, as well as Stoic Farmer, uh, which comes from the blue-white Precon deck, uh, Dwarf Peasant that ramps for planes. Um, I think this one would end up being Naya, you know, maybe a lot of Scarecrows, um, anything with Crop in the names, so and a lot of Farm in the names, so a lot of, you know, uh, ramp cards. Um, you know, I think maybe the commander might be Bruce Tarl, Herder, um, and, and, and Gara, the, the companion wolf, um, you know, given it's Naya colors um, plus you know the, the couple of lands uh swarm yard and animal sanctuary that buff oxes and goats and dogs and cats and squirrels and mice so you know that might be something that you know could could work to work out i think um let's see we also have a trap tribal um or rat or rather trap card so foretell plays out like trap cards from Oh. you know you place it face down and then you activate the trap card at a later point in time um that is a pretty fun dynamic um i think the best forthal cards here are in asper colors um so you know i think you know playing other other mechanics that work similarly morph uh could i think do pretty well uh in this in this format you know play something face down obviously that's a little bit more uh, soul tie based so we'll have to see maybe we can go into um you know, into Redless, you know, which would be, I guess, a, uh, a Traxa color uh, deck, um, as well as also, you know, the actual trap cards from uh, Zendikar. Uh, and then finally, you know, uh, red, blue in this set are Giants, um, instead of you know, typical spell slingers. so to that end, um, combining the red-blue Giants from this set, plus the red-white Giants from the 2015 Commander Precon decks, um, I think that might be actually a, a, a nice, you know, Jeskai Giant deck in there. Nothing particularly synergistic, the Commander would likely be Ruhan the Fomori, um which is, you know just a, a, attacks every turn at randomly um, with on a big butt um, but, you know, Giant, you know, leading a, a bunch of Giants, I think this would be a pretty fun deck to put Together, if not the most powerful. Um, In any case, I think that's this podcast coming to its resolution. That's everything I want to add from Kaldheim. So, you know, let me know what you think of that. You know, I obviously. like I said, this podcast is going to be going you know monthly instead of every other week. As you know, I'm still going to be playing you know Arena you know, on my phone, hopefully, or you know on my computer, mostly drafting because uh, I'm missing. But I'm still missing the gathering portion of it. Maybe I'll do like a pre-release, you know, with some friends over spell table. But um, yeah, I mean, this is this is what I'm looking at for Cal Time for these decks. Let me know what you think of these deck additions. Um, the, any cards I missed, or that's that's going to these decks? Any cards I suggested that definitely don't go in these decks? Um, what decks and what cards are you interested in building and building a from Caldheim, be it EDH or other formats let me know on twitter at ethervortexpod or via email at intotheethervortex at gmail.com find, you can find us it on iTunes Spotify or Google Play um, links to all those in the show notes uh, make sure you leave a review um, either there or on podseacher.com or just tell a friend anything helps out also linked will be my architect uh, with all my deck lists um, with the user boy Ninja Boy, Boyer Than I. Uh, the intro and outro music is provided by Kevin MacLeod. Find his stuff at a Editing and production is provided by Ninja Boy Media. Next episode, we're going to be checking in in a month on my experience with Kaldheim um, on Magic Arena, both in standard and in limited. But until then, may lands be plentiful, but not too plentiful. Past turn.